RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines, officials worry bad plumbing may have spread the Wuhan virus in a public housing block. A doctor warns there may not be enough face masks to last medics for a month, and the mainland says over 1,000 people have now died from the outbreak. The Housing Secretary Frank Chan says initial investigations suggest sewerage pipes may have been modified at a Qingyi flat where the latest coronavirus case lived. The woman, the 42nd confirmed case here, lived 10 stories below another person who had tested positive. Authorities have removed and quarantined most of the households living in the flats of the same number at Hong, Hongmei House in the Cheng-Hong Estate. Health Secretary Sophia Chan said four people from the estate had been put in isolation in hospital after showing symptoms. She said officers were unable to contact nine households. As far as uh, the, the situation of the nine households, um, some of them, they have no reply when they uh, try to contact them. Uh, so they will continue the work today because they are not sure whether uh, they are asleep or whether there is uh, actually no one uh, in a unit. So they will continue the work today. Experts and engineers are expected to carry out investigations in the building today. The controller of the Center for Health Protection, Dr. Wang Gahing, said it was unclear how the two contracted the disease. Uh, it could still be the usual droplet transmission or contact transmission, but there is the environmental factor, which is somehow unique in these uh, two cases as they live in the same building. So we cannot exclude this possibility. And so for safety sake, of the uh, residents, we uh, want to evacuate them first. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says it's meaningless to talk about closing the border with the mainland now since there are far fewer arrivals following the introduction of a compulsory 14-day quarantine on Saturday. Mrs. Lam said there were only dozens of people arriving per day on average and most of them are Hong Kong residents. Around 2,200 people have been quarantined. Mrs. Lam called on them to behave. For people subject to 14-day quarantine, I understand sometimes it's a bit difficult to stay at home for a full two weeks, but they are doing a service to this fight against the virus by staying at home. Okay? And I hope that they are not those who deliberately refuse to comply. They may have some uh, personal uh, reasons that they want to go out for a while. So once we catch them, we will issue a warning and then we may put them on the wristbands and we may send them to the quarantine center so that there is better assurance that they will comply. Mrs. Lam also said there are no plans to close businesses such as karaoke's and cinemas to prevent people from gathering. Yesterday, health officials called on entertainment venues to consider closing for the time being. Here's Mrs. Lam. At the moment, we are making this appeal uh, we are not going for compulsory closures because um, um, Hong Kong is a free society. And uh, I believe that many of these operators are already taking very strong precautionary measures that while they are opening their venues for business, they are also very concerned about uh, infection. So they are doing all sorts of um, uh, measures to ensure that even if customers are coming in, there are sufficient precautionary measures to avoid infections taking place on their venues. The president of the Hong Kong Public Doctors Association says it's unclear whether there are enough surgical masks for hospitals to last a month. Dr. Arisina Ma says how long the current stock can last depends on the number of patients. 
She says that because of the Wuhan coronavirus, all hospital patients and visitors are required to wear surgical masks. She added that clinical staff are even required to change their masks every three to four hours. Dr. Ma says authorities have based their mask supply estimate on the usage rate during the swine flu outbreak in 2009, but she says the current situation is very different from 11 years ago. The hospital authority earlier said they still have 16 million surgical masks, which is enough to supply hospitals for a month. The Polytechnic University says it's developed a machine which can detect 40 pathogens causing respiratory diseases, including the new coronavirus, different flu viruses, and a dozen bacteria in a single test. Researchers said that conventionally 40 different tests would need to be done. A vice president of the university, Professor Alexander Y, said test results could come out in one hour. We have developed a rapid, fully automated, multiplex diagnostic system to detect infectious respiratory pathogens. It's sensitive, specific, and cost-effective. It could become the ideal platform technology in the near future and be widely adopted for infectious disease management and surveillance. During the current outbreak of the new coronavirus, the two professors also pooled expertise very quickly and test on clinical samples of the virus. The pathogens that can be detected include 28 viruses, such as the new coronavirus, different flu viruses, SARS and MERS, as well as 12 bacteria which cause diseases such as whooping cough and the Legionnaire's disease. Lawmaker Helena Wong has urged the government to charter a plane to Japan to bring back Hong Kongers quarantined aboard a luxury cruise liner because of a coronavirus outbreak. The Democratic Party member believes there are more than 270 residents aboard the Diamond Princess. With over 130 people on the ship now confirmed with the virus, Ms. Wong says the government should do more. The Hong Kong government can send a team to go to Japan to help send them back to Hong Kong to continue the isolation in Hong Kong or to liaise with the Japanese government to check if it is possible to have a speedy test to ensure that they are clean or whether they have contract the virus. The anxiety and worry uh, has been arise because of having more and more cases confirmed, uh, having contracted the disease. Mainland authorities say the coronavirus epidemic has now killed more than a thousand people. The toll rose after the highest day of mortality reported so far, with Hubei province, the epicenter of the outbreak, registering 103 deaths. The figures coincide with the arrival of an advanced team of experts from the World Health Organization. Mike Ryan is its director of health emergencies. They'll be uh, straight to work tomorrow morning, a few hours sleep, and then they'll sit down with their Chinese counterparts. The issues are not just Wuhan. I mean, the issues are understanding everything from the clinical severity of disease. So a lot of the work will be sitting down now over the next few days with counterparts at the National Health Commission and defining what are those questions that our Chinese colleagues can help us with and what support we can give them in better understanding of the disease. In the U.S., Democratic Party presidential contenders have been holding their final rallies in New Hampshire instead of ahead of Tuesday's primary, the second stage in the contest to determine who will challenge Donald Trump in November. The left-wing Senator Bernie Sanders is the favorite to win in the, in the state. Speaking to supporters, he gave his view of the current U.S. president. A pathological liar who is running a corrupt administration who is a bully and a vindictive person, 
who is a racist, a sexist, a xenophobe, a homophobe, and a religious bigot. And those are his nice qualities. Meanwhile, Mr. Sanders and rival Pete Buttigieg have both requested a review of last week's Iowa vote in specific precincts in the state. The move could lead to a full recount. The result of the original contest was delayed by technical problems. President Donald Trump, who has been holding a rally in Manchester, New Hampshire, took a swipe at his rival party. Washington Democrats have never been more extreme. Taking their cues from Crazy Bernie, 132 congressional Democrats have signed up for Bernie's health care takeover that would strip 180 million Americans of their very, very coveted private coverage. The Democrat Party wants to run your health care, but they can't even run a caucus in Iowa. The United States has charged four members of the People's Liberation Army over the hack in 2017 of the credit rating giant Equifax. The BBC's Gordon Carrera reports. This is not the first time the U.S. has charged members of Beijing's military with targeting U.S. companies, but the U.S. has become increasingly concerned, not just at the alleged theft of economic secrets, but also the intelligence risks. China has been linked to targeting of healthcare and government personnel records, and a concern for U.S. security officials is that Chinese spies may be able to put together these vast databases of personal data to establish which individuals have access to sensitive information and potential vulnerabilities which would allow them to be approached. Agencies operating in northern Yemen are warning of a growing crisis caused by constraints on international humanitarian efforts in areas controlled by Houthi rebels. The BBC's Lisa Doucette has been visiting Yemen and has this report. A meeting this week of donors and aid officials will focus on efforts to forge a collective response with options ranging from suspending to scaling back aid. Officials speak of unprecedented obstruction, with aid repeatedly delayed or denied and reported threats to staff. The UN's top official in Yemen, Lise Grande, told the BBC millions of Yemenis weren't getting the assistance they need because of the growing impediments. Senior Houthi officials accuse the agencies of focusing on the wrong priorities. Final results in Ireland's general election has confirmed a political earthquake. The left-wing nationalist party, Sinn Féin, has made a historic breakthrough, winning more votes than either of the two long-dominant centrist parties, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. More from the BBC's Chris Page. Sinn Féin has secured what's by far its best ever election result in the Irish Republic. Until now, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael have been known as the Big Two. A government without one of them has been almost unthinkable. 25% of voters gave their first preference to Sinn Féin. Fianna Fáil received 22% and Fianna Gael 21%. Sinn Féin didn't anticipate such major success and ran fewer candidates than its rivals. That means it probably won't be the largest party in the Irish Parliament, the Dáil. Currencies, the euro is trading at 1 US dollar and 9 cents, the US dollar is at 109.88 yen and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 2 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 27,562. That's 320 points up on the previous close. Sports, here's Adam Jones.
We start with cricket. Pakistan's rising star Nasim Shah has been cleared of serious injury after he complained of pain around his left ribcage during the first test against Bangladesh in Rawalpindi. The 16-year-old left the field on Sunday two balls after becoming the youngest player to take a test hat-trick. He had an MRI scan and did not take part in the remainder of the test, which ended yesterday with victory for his team. The Pakistani broadcaster Shahid Hashmi was impressed with Shah's performance, but believes he'll have a tougher challenge ahead of him when Pakistan tour England later this year. That will be the first real test of Nasim Shah, how he keeps himself fit. He's fast, 150 plus. He knows how to uh, play batsmen, how to take wickets. Uh, and that will be the real test. Come Lords, 30th July, he will be in action and he will uh, face his first real ch- challenge against a strong England batting lineup. The England and Tottenham forward Delhi Alley is facing possible punishment from the English Football Association over a social media post in which he made fun of the coronavirus. The BBC's Joe Parsons reports. The England and Tottenham Hotspur midfielder Delhi Alley has apologised for a post on social media about coronavirus, saying, I let myself down and the club. Ali put a video on Snapchat in which he joked about the outbreak and appeared to mock an Asian man. He later deleted the post and then released a new video on the Chinese social media platform Weibo to apologise. The English FA has written to Ali to ask for his observations regarding the post. The Boston Red Sox have finalized a trade deal that sends Mookie Betts and David Price to the Los Angeles Dodgers. By letting go of their two star players, the Red Sox managed to cut 70 million U.S. dollars of salary and avoid paying baseball's collective bargaining tax for the upcoming season. In return, the Red Sox receive outfielder Alex Verdugo and two prospects, shortstop Jeter Downs and catcher Connor Wong. In the NBA, the red-hot Toronto Raptors have extended their franchise record winning streak to 15 games. OG Ananobi set career highs in points and rebounds with 25 and 12 as the reigning champions beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 137 to 126 to claim their 40th win on the season. All-star starter Pascal Siakam led the Raptors with 34 points, including 14 in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, the league-leading Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Sacramento Kings 123-111 despite the absence of Yanis Antetokounmpo. The reigning MVP missed the game to be with his girlfriend, who gave birth to their first child. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung reporting. Ten, the news. Our top stories once again. Officials worry bad plumbing may have spread the Wuhan virus in a public housing block. A doctor warns there may not be enough face masks to last medics for a month. The mainland says over a thousand people have now died from the outbreak. The news from RTHK. Speaks a language 
And welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. Today is Tuesday, the the 11th of February. Thank you once again to Phil for the morning brew this morning. I really enjoyed uh, watching uh, Marin Pierce out and about in Wan Chai. If you didn't get a chance to catch that on uh, the morning brew, go back to the Facebook page and you can have a look there as well. Anyway, on today's 123 Show more green stuff to follow we're going to be chatting with baz franzen the founder of eco matcher about his brand new app 
and it's a really cool app. Now, this app allows you to plant trees, to track these trees, and also to gift them uh, to someone special or, or to friends or whoever whoever you want to gift uh, trees to. So we'll, we'll hear a little bit more.